0: also learned how to connect with people. I learned to be a good listener and I learned how to get basically form really, really strong, deep connections with other people, which totally, totally started to change my life.
1: You are now tuned into the Meecy Muse Unplugged, a pop-up podcast variety show helping consultants along their journey to greatness with your host, management consultant, author, and blogger, Christy Lindor.
2: Hey my go-getters, welcome to the Meezy Muse Unplugged podcast show. I'm Christy Lindor, super thrilled to be bringing you episode 52 And today we're gonna be talking about the importance of emotional intelligence. And go-getters, if you've been listening to the podcast show over the last year, you know that I continuously pound and talk about EQ. And how important it is. I mean, I based my entire first book, The Me See News, on how having emotional intelligence as a skill really is what takes an individual from being a good consultant to a great consultant. So I'm really thrilled to be having this conversation with you today. And I had a chance to connect with Harvey Deutschendorf for this discussion. And so a little bit about Harvey. He is an EQ expert. He is an authoritative figure on the topic of emotional intelligence. He's also an author and a speaker. And today, Go-Getters, you actually are in for a treat. Harvey shares his personal story, which I found really compelling. I was really touched by... The personal story that he shared and how he discovered along the way the importance of emotional intelligence and how he really created a purposeful journey towards making sure that he built his expertise and skill in that area. And what's promising about this conversation, you'll see, you know, as you hear Harvey's story is that. Emotional intelligence is something that can be learned. It's something that you can take on as a skill and build on it day to day. So you don't have to feel like, man, I maybe I missed a boat. Not at all. You know, emotional intelligence is one of those skills and traits, and I think it's a secret weapon of a great consultant. So I hope you enjoy my conversation with Harvey. Harvey, thank you so much for joining us on today's show. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing great and I'm looking forward to the show. Thank you for having me on.
2: Yeah, definitely. And what part of the world are you currently sitting in, Harvey?
0: Well, I'm in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. For those that are unfamiliar, it's the second province from the West Coast and we're about five hours drive from our beautiful Canadian Rockies. Nice. And Jasper, Yeah, <laughs>
2: It sounds beautiful. I've been to various different parts of Canada. I have not been to Edmonton yet.
0: Well, yeah, we're one of the furthest, I guess the furthest north capital in the uh North America, I guess. So yes, we get a lot of winter here, and but our summers are wonderful. We're known as Festival City. The few months of summer that we get, we make up for it. We have tons of festivals. So it's a great place to be in the summer.
2: Yeah, it sounds like it. It sounds like it'd be one of those postcard types of places. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. So Harvey, I guess before we get started with today's conversation on emotional intelligence, if you can take a moment to introduce yourself to the go-getters of the Missy News Unplugged.
0: Yes, I'm the author of the internationally published author of The Other Kind of Smart, Simple Ways to Boost Your Emotional Intelligence for Greater Personal Effectiveness and Success. That book's been published, of course, in English, but and also in China and Vietnam and also translated into Arabic as well. I'm a speaker. I love to speak about emotional intelligence and we do some training as well. And my interest in the emotional intelligence actually goes back quite a few years, and I very got excited about this, and it ties into my personal story. Basically, my parents came to Canada after World War II as refugees. They lost everything and had to borrow money from the church for passage, and they left the rest of the family behind that we settled in, in Europe. So the first 12 years of my life were spent in real serious poverty. My parents weren't, were poorly educated, so when I had to go out to basically I went out into the world with very little support and very little direction. I had to go out there and and figure things out, basically figure out how life worked. I thought if I got an education, I would sort of have it made. So I managed to go to university. I got a degree and I found that wasn't sort of the answer to my dreams. My life wasn't working as well as it should. I didn't have the friends I wanted. I didn't have the job that was fulfilling. And then I discovered a book by Daniel Goleman called Emotional Intelligence, When It Can Matter More Than IQ. And it sort of, I'd studied self-help books. I tried to help myself. Nothing seemed to really work. And then I, I opened this book up and the first few lines, one of them said, if emotions hold sway, intelligence can come to naught you know, once your emotion. And it was like an aha moment. I, I knew this what was missing in my life. And from that point on, I just totally threw myself into emotional intelligence. I learned as much as I could. I joined the men's group. I started working on myself, and I started to see my life changing. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, I just went. I took training. Eventually, I, you know, wrote a book because I wanted people to have the tools available for them that I had discovered along the way. And most of the books at the time were academic, were tough to read and didn't really give people the tools that I thought they really needed to really bring this to their, you know, bring it into their lives and give their lives the meaning that it was bringing to my life. So yeah. And then basically I haven't looked back. It's sort of given me my purpose in life and my whole meaning.
2: Yeah, that's, Pretty amazing. You know, you talked about being a refugee. Of what country is your family from, Harvey?
0: Well, my parents came from Lithuania. And they left there because they were fleeing the Red Army that invaded Lithuania during the Second World War. So most of the family were of actually Germanic background from a few centuries before, ended up uh, resettling in Germany. But uh, my parents decided to come to Canada because my father wanted to be independent. And they didn't see the opportunity to do that with the rest of the family when they stayed in Germany.
2: Yeah. You know, I think what's fascinating about your story, and thank you so much for sharing it with us. It's fascinating in that even though we're kind of come from really different backgrounds, Harvey, we have somewhat of a similar story. You know, I'm the daughter of immigrants. My parents are from Haiti. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it is one of the places where there is a lot of political turmoil. And I think about, you know, when they talk about their journey here, you know, Mm -hmm. to the United States, and how, you know, they helped instill in me and, and kind of like you, because as a first generation American, I had to also figure a lot of things out on my own. And what I also noticed, you know, and I, you know, we had kind of a similar, I guess, exposure to the importance of emotional intelligence. I also realized, I think, you know, earlier on in my career, how important emotional intelligence was and how that was really one of the keys of what really took someone from being good to great. And I talk a lot about that extensively as a consultant in my book, The Macy News So I just, you know, it's just, I'm hearing you and I'm like, wow, like you, have you know, come from a completely different world, yet we kind of arrived at the same place in a way.
0: Yes, we're both sort of, I guess, outsiders, you know, looking in and trying to figure out how to fit in and how to make the most of our environment, you know, and we didn't have probably a lot of support. We didn't have a extended family or anything. Nobody really gave me directions. My parents were really unable to. They were coming from a different world. So basically, I was left out there to struggle on my own and figure things out. But being an outsider has actually does have some advantages. You're able to see things in a different perspective perspective than people that are sort of have grown up in the environment are unable to see so absolutely uh, there is some gold in the struggle there you know that i've been able to find and i'm sure you have as well and it makes you more determined that makes you it makes you stronger all your struggles i believe make you a stronger person
2: oh yeah you hit the nail on the head honestly harvey because i think about why i'm so driven you know for me i feel like i have a very clear purpose and I'm very clear why and it comes just as you just said it comes from all of you know the struggles and the transformations I've had a lot of reinventions in my life and it sounds like you have as well where you've had to reinvent and perspective and you know you're leaning into how you were raised and the country you're in now and I mean people don't understand how you know not everyone may appreciate that complexity of that assimilation and you're right it is an outsider perspective I mean I've felt that way my entire life but if you know On the other hand, as sometimes as hard as it is, I feel like, you know, it does give me kind of the fortitude to to move on. So that was fascinating. I wasn't expecting that in this conversation. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah. No, thank you so much for sharing that. But see, I think what we just had here, Harvey, was emotional intelligence in action, I think.
0: Yes, absolutely. It was a connection that we made through sharing ourselves and being vulnerable and open. And that creates connections between people.
2: I love it. I love it. I would love to hear, you know, you you talked about your background and being raised and how you really kind of bootstrapped it. What would be, you know, kind of some of the guiding principles you've kind of instilled, you know, emotional intelligence, absolutely. But what are some others that you can share, you know, with go-getters that are hearing your story and, you know, would love to be able to leverage, you know, some of the skills you've built
0: over the years? Well, the first thing I think is to be curious, be open And be open to learning, become self-aware, learn about yourself, become a lifetime learner, learn as much as you can about yourself. I learned so much about myself when I started doing internal work. I joined a wonderful organization called the Mankind Project that, you know, it's starting up only about 25 years ago. And a group of men that were started talking about their emotions and working through their emotions, which men typically don't do, which leaves them isolated, that type of thing. But this wonderful organization, and it was, I was able to open up, be vulnerable, and I learned so much about myself and what makes my life work. I also learned How to connect with people. I learned to be a good listener and I learned how to get basically form really, really strong deep connections with other people, which totally. Totally started to change my life and is still really drastically changing my life. So it's all about the relationships that we make with others. That's everything when it comes to business. That's everything when it comes to, you know, our personal lives. It's the connections, it's relationships that we are able to form with other people.
2: Yeah. You know, as you talk about this, let's say if, you know, someone's listening to this and they're like myself, I tend to be more introverted in nature. And sometimes I feel like that can be a barrier when it comes to developing your emotional intelligence. What type of advice would you have for someone that kind of is, you know, either they're introverted or I've actually been meeting a lot of, some of my mentees have anxiety, like social anxiety. And I think that may have come up as of late with so many people on social media, you know, there's not as much emphasis as person-to-person connections. What type of advice would you give those types of individuals?
0: Oh, that's a great question, Christy, because I'm introverted as well. And that's something that I have struggled with. Now, there was a time... When I would go in and, you know, typically when I go work out at the pool, you know, we come to the dressing room and stuff where I would dread, actually dread having to speak to somebody. Somebody would speak to me. I would just basically answer the question and I couldn't wait to get out of there. Now I forced myself to start communication, start talking to people. And it was uncomfortable at first. Very, very uncomfortable. I kept forcing myself and the comfort became over time a less and less. And now I actually look forward to it. And I actually, I'm still not a, a raving extrovert, you know, I'll never will be out there doing things. But I find myself now, I used to just dread going to any kind of social occasion or anything because I didn't know what to say, felt uncomfortable. Now I look forward to it, because I found out that I don't have to have anything to say. All I need to do is listen to people, make it about them, ask them questions. And what I've learned, it's very, very important. When I've met somebody before, somebody I want to make a connection with, I listen to what they're saying. I remember things about them. And then when I see them again, I'll say, oh, how is that going, whatever. They're shocked because most people never listen. Most people are too busy thinking of a response. They're shocked that I remember things about them. And at that instant, we make very, very, very strong connections because I become somebody that is important to them because I've listened to them. And so I've learned to do that. And so I don't have the anxiety anymore because I don't feel, well, I have to keep up this conversation or whatever. I listen and I make it about them and it's becoming wouldn't say totally comfortable but it's more and more comfortable I actually look forward to going out to these gatherings now but it's breaking through our comfort zone continuing to do this at first it's very uncomfortable over time it will become more comfortable just forcing ourselves getting out of our comfort zone pushing our boundaries that's what it's all about
2: yeah i think that's really wise advice
1: now available on amazon Management consultant and author Christy Lindor shares career secrets based on 15 years of experience working at top firms in a new book called the MeSee Muse. 100 plus selected practices, unwritten rules and habits of great consultants. The MeSee Muse provides insights, stories and strategies on the unwritten rules of the consulting profession. Christy conducted research and connected with 50-plus industry titans across 27 professional service organizations on what makes a great consultant. For book reviews, tour dates, and more info, go to www.missinews.us.
2: I realized we jumped into this and I got so excited with our conversation. I actually want to take a step back, you know, for go-getters that are listening to this and they're scratching their head and they're thinking, like, what does emotional intelligence really mean? You know, Harvey, would you be able to kind of break down in your own words what emotional intelligence means and what are some of the guiding principles you have around it?
0: Okay, kind of the official definition. It's our ability to recognize, differentiate, and to manage our emotions and the emotions of others around us. I'm sure we can manage our own emotions totally if we really try and make the effort. I'm not sure we can totally manage others' emotions as much, but I know we can influence others' emotions to a great degree. My own definition is sort of making our emotions work for us rather than against us. Our emotions can be our best friend or they can also be our worst enemy. And it's making them our best friend, making them something that we enjoy using and we're not afraid of, but we can use it to develop relationships with others in our work, of course, and at home as well.
2: Awesome. Thank you for that. And one last question. I want to pivot in a moment here, but one last question. If someone is hearing this and they really want to start to focus and enhance their emotional intelligence to really become a great consultant. What would be some daily habits that you would recommend one try
0: out? Well, the daily habits, there's things that we can do every day. It's One is the first thing about emotional intelligence. We really, really need to develop our self-awareness. That's sort of the roots. That's the basis of all emotional intelligence. And somebody who wants to do that, just spend some time, 10 minutes every day. Maybe you need to close your eyes, but focus on your feelings. How are we feeling? What's sort of making us feel this way? Becoming more aware of our eternal self. What makes us tick? How do we react to people? What sort of situations makes us anxious? What sort of situations makes us very, very happy? Become aware of our strengths and also become aware of the things that we need to work on, the things that are holding us back in life. Yeah, develop a listening, start listening to, become a good listener. A good way to become self-aware is to, you know, have people that we trust, that we believe in, you know, that will tell us the truth, hopefully in a gentle way, about how they perceive us, people that we respect to look up to and listen to what they tell us. And then, you know, if there's things about us that we'd like to change that are holding us back, start to really work on those areas.
2: Yeah. I'll add to that as well. What I found when I started to really build my muscle of emotional intelligence is like you're saying, absolutely listen. But what I found is, especially as a consultant, it's listening to what is said and also what is not said and listening to the nonverbal cues as part of that listening. I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that.
0: Yeah. You listen to the nonverbal because a lot of listening is you know, being aware of what's not being said, being aware of how it's said. Being aware of body language, you know, the tone, everything, being totally in tune, you know, what the person is saying and what's behind what they are saying, not missing, you know, the nonverbal cues, being able to get into the space where the person's at. And yeah, being able to be aware of that and match the person, not only, you know, in where they're at. The good listeners can match tone, they can match physical the way that people are reacting with their bodies, things like that very effectively. So, so just becoming totally in tune with the other person that you're interacting with.
2: Yeah. Awesome. I want to pivot here, Harvey. I want to have you talk to us about your book, The Other Kind of Smart. Tell us a little bit about the book and what really made you decide to write it.
0: Well, when I was getting so excited about emotional intelligence and I was, I was taking training and I was reading everything that I could on, I started talking about it to groups of people long before I'd written the book. And then people would come up to me and at the end, they'd be excited about it. I was excited. And they said to me, well, is there a book out there that I can pick up that I can just start using this stuff that I can... And then I thought about it and I said, no, I mean there's the books out there like Goldman's book is quite academic so you know what somebody has to do is break this down in a way that everybody can really can really understand this and learn how to really use it and offer some tips so that they can use it develop it every day and then I thought okay I'm somebody I, I'd written a book before actually years ago and I thought I can do this so I, I decided that a book like this was necessary and I decided well I'm the one that can write it and sort of the rest I guess is history. I got the book out there and yeah so uh, very very exciting. also working on a we've had lots of requests actually partner and I for for you know, more information, even that's in the book. So we're well on our way to developing a workbook that even goes further to talking about ways that people can develop their different areas of emotional intelligence it gives gives even more depth information because so many people want to know more about what they can do to increase their emotional intelligence, really, because once we increase once we can do this, the good thing about emotional intelligence, not like IQ, it's sort of set for life, we can increase it. And by doing that, We can turn our lives around. We can actually, we take charge of our future really by doing that. So very, very exciting and exciting. This book should be out in a few weeks. We're working on it and it's very excited about being able to release it.
2: Yeah, no, that sounds great. And Go-Getters, we'll make sure we'll put a link to Harvey's book and other information out there for you. Another question, you know, I wanted to ask, oh, first of all, congratulations on your upcoming TEDx talk would love to hear about it. I mean, I just got off the stage myself a couple months ago. So would love to hear kind of where you are in your journey. And if you can share, I know some organizers are funny, they don't want people to share, but yeah. whatever you can share, we'd love to hear it.
0: Well, the TEDx talk something that I've, for most of my life, I have felt shame because of my upbringing, my family. And I actually hid my background and from actually most people. And it's just been in the last few years that I'm starting to actually gain the courage to share. And the TEDx talk is going to be sharing more of my story than I have today in our conversation. So I'm going to basically get out there and I'm going to share my story and my journey. And I'm going to share some real, real deep and basic things about how emotional intelligence changed my life, what it did for me. But it's sort of my in a way, doing something that I've, you know, never, that I haven't been able to do at this point, but it's being able to really share my story. So it's sort of a catharsis for me. It's sort of a coming out of my early life and sort of the direction that my life has gone and tying it into how important emotional intelligence was to my story and the beautiful place that it's brought me to where, you know, I'm feeling real joy and happiness and I have a wonderful, a wonderful relationship, you know, with my partner and life is going so well and right now. And so it's, it's a struggle with a very, very, very happy ending.
2: Wow, that's just beautiful. That's so beautiful. And I'm so looking forward to watching your future TED Talk. Do you have a title for the talk yet? Or are you still working on it?
0: Well, uh, the proposed title, you know, I'm going to look for, that's important because I'm going to ask my people on newsletter to come up with it. But I thought of The Power of Deep Connection. That's mm, uh, mm. a proposed title. Yeah.
2: Okay, okay. I think that's a great title, The Power of Deep connections. So yeah, go-getters will have to make sure we post that TED Talk once the link is available. We'll have to come back and update our show notes once it's released. So good luck as you continue to prepare. That's a whole other topic in and of itself, (laughs) just like writing a book. Well, you know, this is such a heartwarming conversation, I must say, Harvey. I think you're a beautiful, beautiful human being. So
0: thank you. So, so much. Thank you.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for sharing your story and the information about the book. So, go getters, you got to check out the other kind of smart. I mean, you could just tell from this conversation that Harvey's the real deal when it comes to emotional intelligence. He's an expert in the space. And so, definitely want to check him out. So, Harvey, if people want to get a hold of you, what's the best way they can do that?
0: Well, they can go through the website. It's www.theotherkindofsmartoneword.com, but they can also email it's harvey.com e-i-g-u-y at shaw.ca I'm known as the EI guy so emotional intelligence guy
2: Awesome Well Harvey thank you again for being on today's show
0: Well thank you very much Christy I I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it
2: Yeah and thank you my go-getters for tuning in today This is Christy Lindor signing out for the Meecy Muse Unplugged Pop-Up Podcast Here's to your journey to greatness Tune in every Friday for new episodes syndicated on iTunes, Google Play Music, and many more. Visit www.mcmuse.com for more information.